You're listening to Talk Drive Radio. I'm Kelly. And I'm Thomas Third. We're them damn Indians. Uh, what is next on our agenda? Man, I uh, I saw this crazy story that uh, Ted Cruz was on a flight, on an a American Airlines flight, where he didn't have a mask on. So there was this guy who was, a, he's a Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. Uh, he was on the, he was on the flight. And he was the one that was shown. He was sending these pictures. He was tweeting pictures. He said that Cruz was, quote, refusing to wear a mask on the flight, in spite of the fact that American Airlines requires the use by all passengers on all commercial flights. And I guess uh, American Airlines has already banned travelers, certain travelers, for refusing to wear a mask. And so now people are like, well, so what are you going to do with, you know, with this guy? He's going to let him, you know, do whatever he wants or so. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Cruz said that he had a mask, but he took it off to drink some coffee. But then the, then the dude tweeted another picture of like him standing there before he got on the flight without, without a mask anywhere with him, no coffee. So it's like a whole, it's like a whole big old deal. So yeah. Uh, Eddie Munster all grown up. <laughs> I mean, Ted Cruz is boo-worthy. He just yeah. is. I mean, anytime you hear the name Ted Cruz, and as soon as you said it, the first word that popped into my head was boo. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about boo-worthy people. I mean, well, actually, yeah. we kind of limited it to athletes and, like, entertainers, but we can talk about boo-worthy politicians all day because, Ted Cruz, sir, you are boo-worthy. Oh yeah, he's he's definitely boo worthy. So we'll 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 definitely extend that honor to Ted Cruz. He he usually does something boo worthy probably every month, though, wouldn't you say? I mean, we could start a new segment of just boo and Ted Cruz, probably. Uh, he's just I don't know. I mean, here's what I don't understand. And it's the same with Ted Cruz. You remember when Trump was like saying crazy things about his wife and, yeah. you know, you leave Heidi alone kind of thing, but you're not going to say anything when there are Russian bounties <laughs> on U S troops. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're okay with yeah, that Ted Cruz. That's pretty crazy. I mean, the, you just see that with these guys though i mean they're so they're so just incons inconsistent with what they're you know mad about and all this kind of stuff it's it's crazy but well and yeah. and not only that i mean lindsey graham also boo worthy um yeah everybody's okay with roger stone we've never even talked about roger stone of getting completely vindicated because of his age. He's in his 70s, and it's it's dangerous for him to be in Gen Pop in one of these for-profit prisons. Meanwhile, Leonard Peltier, oh, but you know what, Roger Stone, that was nonviolent. He only financially fucked people. Yeah. Whereas Leonard Peltier, um, there's no real evidence that he actually shot anyone. Yeah, 
it's it's a bunch of bullshit is what it is. And so, but you know what? We need to, this is the time to right those wrongs. I mean, now that we're starting to see, and I, of course, of course, I'm a geek too. So I had to start looking at all of these different books um, that have all of these court cases uh, that deal with Indians and start yeah. to look back and say, mm, you know what? Uh, there's more land that's, that can be reclaimed by oh, treaty. Yeah. And I think that's what people don't understand and why McGirt is so important is that that reestablished and reaffirmed our treaty rights in a, in this modern day where a lot of federal courts have been reluctant to do so. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, people, people want to down, you know, downplay what actually happened, but there's, it was, it was a lot. There's a lot to happen. Well, I can't wait to see um, the reach and the scope of what McGirt actually means to Indian country. And I think that there's also a misconception across the country about uh, what Indian country is and what it isn't. People tend to think of Indian country only as like Oklahoma, maybe maybe New Mexico. Um, yeah, there's some reservations in the Dakotas, and you know there's a bunch of Indians in Alaska, and you know sparse throughout the country, but you know no no real relevance or significance. And that may be true in our population numbers, but when we're talking about treaty and we're when we're talking about pure land base. That that has huge implications, and that's what McGirt means to Indian country at large. Yep, exactly. So okay, so let's say let's let's go to the the land of unicorns and rainbows. You know what? We're Indians. It wouldn't be the land of unicorns and rainbows. It would be the land of buffalo and corn <laughs> and Pawnee blue corn. <laughs> Sorry, white I mean, buffalo, a, white buffalo, a, and Pawnee blue corn. Yeah, white white buffalo and uh, yeah, something like that. I mean, it's it's a uh, I don't know. There's gonna be some crazy stuff that comes out of this, and and people are not gonna be happy. Oh no, that, that's all. The, that's all that I know, and it's gonna be hilarious. Like, there's gonna be a lot of people who who think that this should not affect them at all. Okay, so if we're going to the land of white buffalo and Pawnee blue corn, which for Indians, that is the land of unicorns and rainbows, in your Indian mind, what would be the first thing that you would assert control of? They said, Thomas, you get to choose. What, what are you, what are you going to take back for the Indians today? What are you going to take back for your people? What are you going to do? Thing, Where are you going to start? First thing, I'm thinking, first thing I'm doing is I'm shutting down Fort Sill. And we're taking, back, we're taking back the Good reserve, the, the entire KCA reserve out there. Uh, and not only that, Greer County. How the fuck did Greer County get, get, out of, get out of that? You know what, Greer County? You two, get over here. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, ain't, you ain't, like, on this little island. 
You're part of KCA. The only reason you're not is because the state of Oklahoma said that. Let's go back and look at the original treaty boundaries. Getting all militant. Yeah. Getting all militant. <laughs> so, okay, so you would you would take back, the, like, the original KCA lands. But as Kai was, I mean, okay, not, not to disparage the C's or the A's, but for Kiowas, if we have to get really technical about it, Kiowas came down from Canada and came down and went all the way to the Pacific, all the way probably to the Atlantic, but documented to the Mississippi, and all the way down into South America. I mean, that's documented. Yeah. And I know the Caddo's like to try to say that that's all their land, but wouldn't the Kiowas have just as much claim to that? I'm asking, I mean, Kiowas, before everybody gets you know, all mad, I'm just asking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Kiowas, the Kiowas traveled around so much and, and made different homes, different places. And they're, raided they're everybody. Pretty, <laughs> and that's yeah, why everybody's mad, mad at Kiowas, because they raided everybody yeah. and took stuff and land and resources, but whatever, you know, it was, it was a different time. Yeah. And, I just didn't take men and women, though. Oh man, this is just kind of part of the thing. <laughs> That's why you don't look at, uh, especially Dodge Kiowas. You can't look Dodge Kiowas in the eyes. Mm -hmm. You'll be staying in Dodge. Don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> it, it's it's just the lot in life is that that we're dealt, isn't it? Yeah, isn't man. It? I mean, you got to play the you got to play the card you're dealt. <laughs> Sorry for Indians everywhere else, but. Dodge do what you can will take your you significant other. <laughs> do do what you can with what you got. Why you got? <laughs> so, um, me, I think that I would bring back the old school um, councils, and when I say council, I mean the council of women. You know, I think that in the days when, um, you know, that was, that was the, there was never a, an, an imbalance. Men and women had equal responsibilities. And when it came to things about the camp and, and stuff, you know what, women got to make those decisions. Not only that, but with punishment. And so I think that I would bring back, especially the, the ways of the, of the Wichita women and those like, let those women meet out that punishment. Let those women meet out that punishment for child molesters or <laughs> domestic abusers or let's have a council of women that's going to, because I mean, let, let, let's have that input. Let them meet out the punishment for crime and discipline and that Let, let's listen to how scary like you're like you're just like silent over there <laughs> like i don't yeah. even hear your sacred I, I can see it happening. I mean, <laughs> the way i grew up the women were i mean in charge of a lot of that punishment and stuff like that so it's not it's not a foreign concept you know like this is this is something that um but to get the entire society back to that and yeah. to to bring that respect back to the to the women's role because 
let's face it, without women, there would be so many men, not just Native men, but especially Native men, who would be lost without their women folk. Lost, like can't do nothing. Can't, you know, can't, can't even get your, your uh, uh, cultural duties together without that but yet leaving that out. So I think that that would be the first thing I would bring back. And then the second thing that I would bring back is a uh, reintroduction of language. I yeah. think that, um, you know what, we're not just learning English in the Anadarko school system. We're going to learn a bunch of different languages, and we're not not everybody gets to use this bastardized Kiowa slang that everybody just casually throws around, you know. Yeah. So that's that's another thing that I would do. So th those are my bugaboos right there, and I think that we can. I think that there are there are ways to do that. I think there are ways to do that even apart from um, asserting. A dominance over that. I think that there is value in just teaching that culturally uh, on that as education. Yeah. I think I think there's a there's a need for it. So absolutely it'd be cool. It'd definitely and, you know, be cool. Yeah, and, and you know, you know a lot about this stuff. There are a lot of other people who know way more about this stuff than I do. And so that's what we really need to do is start um, start talking to people who do know more about this cultural side and know more about this historical side because the time to reclaim all of this, it's now. We're seeing it. And oh, yeah. when you look at these different things, especially just with Kiowa treaties, there's a lot there. Just with Pawnee treaties, there are a lot there. And we need to make sure that our tribes are prepared to assert that because now's the time to do it, if there ever was a time. Definitely. I mean, this, this could be... This could be the time to to get everything going, you know, like yeah, I mean we we can like you said, the time is now because like just like with the with the mascot issue, you know, we know that there's not a lot of times that people are worried about Indian issues. But whenever all this stuff is coming, you know, they're they're wanting to to change all this um, this you know racist stuff, and it's a perfect time for us. And we're like, hey, let's jump in, let's get some stuff changed for us too while we're at it. You know what I mean? You just have to you just have to strike while the iron's hot. You know, that's just that's just the way it is. So um, you know, we're gonna try to try to do it. I think it's a very exciting time, and I'm really happy to be able to see it unfold right in front of me. And um, I'm really proud to be part of the resistance, not only the resistance, but the re-education, the renaissance, if you will, of what I feel like is Indian culture. And I feel like as Indians, we, have, we all have our responsibility to bring forth what we know and to be proud because, you know what, we, we say it all the time, but it's a great day to be Indian. 
every day is. And so I think that instead of uh, trying, uh, instead of remembering all of that when with that whole, uh, you know, kill the Indian, save the man, I think that this is a time that we need to um, remember that we survived that for a reason and that that's who we are and to embrace it. And I, it's, it is, it's a great day to be in and I'm really proud to be in it today as a, as I am every day. Oh yeah. So excellent. Good time. Yes. Indeed. Really? Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, tomorrow we will have Miss Vanessa Vance on the show in our noon hour. She's going to catch up with us about her campaign, uh, to become the Wichita Tribal Executive Committee Vice President. Um, she is not running for treasurer at this time. She's going to run for vice president. And I'm here to tell you, Vanessa Vance, legit. Um, if you haven't heard any of her interviews yet, you can always go and find those wherever you get your podcast uh, on Talk Jive. But yeah, we're going to catch up with her about her campaign tomorrow in the noon hour. So uh, you want to make sure that you stay tuned for that. We're indigenous, we're independent, and we are them damn Indians at Talk Jive Radio.